Hey guys, welcome back to the Escape Pro Podcast. My name is Fung. Now, just before I let you guys listen to the second part of our two-parter episode with uh, our interview with Eric Manalo, I just want to mention a couple of things. If you are going through depression or have thought about suicide, it's a hard thing. I'm not going to claim that I, I know anything about it, but I do know that there are help out there for people who wish to get better. One of those sites that I did find was ruok.org.au. So that's the letter R, the letter U, ok.org.au and Lifeline Australia. Their number is 13 11 14. They specialize in talking to you if you do want to reach out to anybody. Now, without further ado, please enjoy the episode. As I got into the middle of the bridge, I stood at the very edge. I had wind blowing through me and it was, it was a cold breeze. And I was looking down and there were cars just going behind me and some of them were beeping, some of them didn't stop. Were you standing on the ledge? I was on, on the edge okay. and, the, and, the, and, the, and the lake was frozen. And I thought to myself, at least when, at least when I hit the ground, that's it. I'm fucking. Finished. So you're not gonna yeah. drown or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. correct. And I can't swim. <laughs> 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 and I thought, okay, you know, boop splash, you know. And I, I thought to myself, who's gonna remember me? You know, I, I didn't have, I, I didn't know, you know. I, but as I was standing there, I wanted to jump, but I couldn't jump. So there was something that was almost stopping me. That's sort of, sort of that duality again yeah, that we talked about. Exactly. So do you have a, t- a sort of time frame how long you were standing on top of that bridge? Before? I don't know. You don't I know? do not know. I was it night? Was it? it was at night. It was at night indeed. Mm-hmm. Because, I, yeah, I, I partied. Yeah. So it was like in a sort of a.m. sort of hours, It was right? coming to the a.m. Yeah, hours yeah, yeah, okay. indeed. But again, when you're in Sweden and it's winter, the sun rises at nine o'clock. And it sets at three. <laughs> it's always a yeah, basically. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, okay. Yeah. So, so basically people were driving behind you. They could, they could see you. They there. could see me, yeah. but they didn't know if I was just, you know. Standing there. Yeah, or just, exactly. Okay. Yeah. Nobody stopped. Nobody stopped. But maybe that was a good thing because I was able to stop, you know. What was going through your mind when you actually decided, nope, I don't want to do I don't this know. anymore? I don't know. I, so I'm going so to answer that. Yeah. I'm going yeah. to answer that question. I go home. As I got home. I, I felt the, the drugs are coming down. As they were coming down, I fell asleep. Anybody that has had a lot of drugs knows that you don't have proper sleep. For some odd reason, I don't know if my brain was making up things, but I was dreaming. I had a, I had a dream. And that was almost impossible because when you're in drugs, you can't, you, you can't really dream. You don't have that rest. You don't have that REM uh, deep sleep. You don't have that. But for some odd reason, especially, I had, especially yeah. with cocaine, I imagine. Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but for some odd reason, I did. And in the dream, I was crying almost like to a, uh, a table like this. And I, I was, my head was down and I had my arms crossed and I was crying. And maybe I was mourning myself subconsciously because I was about to do what I was going to do. I don't know. This is my interpretation of this. And as I was crying, I felt a small hand touch me. And then I looked up. 
and I I saw who touched me, and it was a little girl. And I was like, the fuck, but the little girl, I couldn't see her face, but I, I could tell it was a little girl. And then I, the, the girl spoke to me. And the girl goes, it's okay, Papa. You're going to be okay. That's pretty deep. I woke up from that dream, and I didn't want to touch cocaine again. Ever since then? So do you remember? I, I, yeah. I, still, I, I still had a few lapses, but mm. it wasn't the same intensity. Mm. Do you, when you look at cocaine now, if you remember, you, 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 you hate it. Yuck. You don't. No, I, I can't. I like, I, if I see it, mm. I have been in a few parties when it's been offered to me. I go, nah, I can't. So to answer your question, that was the time that I kind of went away from that. So yeah. do you remember what year, year that was? That was about, I would say three years ago, three, four years so ago. Before you, years you ago. came back to Australia. Before right? I came back to Australia. Right. That night, I know I kind of went on a long tangent there, but um, that night I kind of made a decision for myself. I got back with my partner, uh, with, you know, my partner who I'm with now. We had a chat. I said, let's do things slow. After being here for so-and-so years, I don't think this is mentally great for us. I think we should go back to Australia. Is this the same partner that uh, took you to Sweden? That's correct. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. But we were not together for about five years and that, you know, mm, and that's okay. when I wasn't myself. So again, I escaped Sweden to come back here. So there, there's that escape since. rope again. Yeah. You it's know, a lot of escape ropes. A lot of escape, yeah. lot of escape is ropes. That, is that why you you kind of resonated with the, the, the podcast name Indeed. and some of the stories. Because, that yeah, about. yeah, yeah. Because I, we, like I said, I need to know your definition of escape rope because I think in many ways, a lot of people have escape rope. Every, everybody's got an escape rope. Yours it, is definitely one of the extreme ones. It's extreme. Um, so yeah. yeah. So I guess looking back at your story and yeah. looking back at your history and now looking how you Where live I'm your at. life now. Yeah. What is your definition of the escape rope now? I, I still don't know, but... So what, what makes you happy? What defines you as okay. a person? So there, before I answer that question, there's this Native American story that I remembered. Um, and it's a tale of the white wolf and the black wolf. You okay. ever heard about it? No, no. no not, not familiar with any... Uh, okay. it, Amer- so not- I, I, I heard this from a, mindful, like a mindfulness uh, app. And the, the premise of it is this. So there's this Native American... Um, elder and she's by a bonfire or a campfire and uh, she's with her um, granddaughter and her face changes and she's like "Mm," you know and she felt quite unsettled the child then looks at the grandmother and goes what's wrong and she goes ah I feel the wolves inside me fight she's like wolf what do you mean and he goes one is dark and one is white. Child goes, what do you mean by that? And goes, the black wolf is essentially hatred, fear, anger, resentment. Uh, and then child goes, what about the white? The white wolf is joy, happiness, um, forgiveness, love. So the positive. Correct. And then the child goes, okay. Um, so what, what, what's happening and, you know, how do you, how do you feel about this? And she goes, well, I think I'm coming to a conclusion with it. And then, um, and then the child out of curiosity goes, well, if they're fighting, who's, who's going to win? 
And the elder goes, the one I feed the most. Now that resonated with me. And I remember. Okay, that's that's yeah. very interesting a way to think about yeah. things. Yeah. And you know, everybody's got a black wolf and a white wolf. Now the story that I, you know, my origin, where I come from, I just told you my, my dark wolf story. Right. I decided to come into Australia and again, going back to that escapism, I came back here and I decided to put myself through school. Um, I went back and I did a diploma of business and leadership. That then landed me into uh, doing sales. Uh, I worked for a company called, uh, they're called now Institute of Applied Psychology. Mm -hmm. And they teach courses such as NLP, uh, which is neurolinguistic programming. And I had the privilege of also learning neurolinguistic programming. And that was interesting because it really showed me how the brain works. So it was almost like I was destined to kind of fall onto that. Mm. But then I got made redundant, which was harsh. And then I went from there into an IT company called New Horizons that don't, they don't exist anymore. I got made redundant from that too. And this is like what, like maybe a year or two inside the About company? About two years ago. Two yeah, years, no, two, no, not, not even like, two years. No, like, I mean like yeah, each like three, of those. Yeah, uh, three each months. Three months, okay. Yeah, yeah, three months. That's kind of harsh if you're going yeah, to get made, it, made it redundant is. after it three months. I, it, it, yeah. But I, I thought that would be the end of that. No. I, I went into um, this company, a security company, and I was there for three months. Got made redundant as well. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and this is sort so, of like not, not too long after you came back. Yeah. Like, so one year I was studying. Yep. Now, when I came back as well, that's when I decided to do jujitsu. But I'll get into the jiu-jitsu story later. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like, because we, you know, we're, we're talking about jobs and whatnot. I got made redundant three times. Lucky I, I you know, because of the reason why I added jiu-jitsu is I met some great people. I met your brother. We came up That's together. That's right, yeah. Yeah, we, we came up together, but he got promoted before I did because I became a father, uh, for, you know, like, um, so he advanced himself, which is very well-deserved, yeah. and I followed after. Anyway, I... I met Darius, uh, who's uh, one of the three of course, boss. Yep. And he got me into this Japanese company and we started off in sales. And for me, I didn't want to escape. I needed to climb that rope up. <laughs> mm, <laughs> you know, I wanted to fucking climb that rope up. I didn't want to escape because I had to fucking support a family. And also I've been made redundant goddamn three times. Yep, so it gives I didn't you... want to fucking escape, yeah. you know, like, and during when those tough times were there, I wanted to escape, but I knew I can't escape because the result of me escaping, going back to drugs is just going to fuck my life up even more. You feel so strongly about that. Too, I can't huh? do it. I, you know, like, don't get me wrong. That addiction, that addictive personality will always be there. I am interested to know. Yeah. I'm interested to know if that addicted, uh, addictive personality that, that you just mentioned yeah. is being applied to what you are doing right now. Possibly. So I'm... I'm interested, one of my obsessions is um, something called the flow state. And the flow okay. state, I discovered it a long time ago. I discovered it when I was, uh, I would say, in uh, CrossFit. What happened is, you ever done CrossFit before? No, I, no. I can't so say you, that I'm that active like okay. you are. <laughs> so I'm, I'm not as active as I used to be. But That's a lie. 
<laughs> That's a lie, buddy. I saw how 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 good of a physique you had the other day, mate. <laughs> don't lie to me. No, I don't do CrossFit now. I do something else. So I I figured it out back in bodybuilding, but it became more prominent to me when I was uh, when I was in CrossFit, and all of a sudden, difficult movements made sense to me, and I was breezing through workouts. It and maybe it was because I was reflecting on the pain that I had in life. And I thought to myself, this pain that I'm experiencing is not as painful as what I've gone through in mm-hmm, life. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden I'm breezing through workouts to the point that I was beating uh, guys bigger than me, especially in Sweden. And me, and I thought to myself, okay, maybe there was a fluke, but then I kept going and I noticed, no, it wasn't a fluke. Then I, my body was developing with it. Mm. Have you achieved that uh, flow state ever since? I achieve it every day. Every but day. I'll, I'll get to that. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll explain. I'll explain where, where I'm going with this. Okay. So as I, as I was doing that, I got injured in CrossFit and that made me really, really bad. And then as I know, like I wanted to rebuild myself and that's why I picked up powerlifting. From powerlifting, I knew a lot of people that got me into strongman training, but I knew that was sustainable because that injury kept, kept coming back. What's the, the injury, if you don't mind me asking? I've got a bad hip and a bad back. Yeah, I've got lordosis, which is basically an exaggeration of the lower curvature of the spine, especially right, in the right. lower back. Right. So if you look at my lower back, it's really sticking out. It's almost right. like I'm sticking my chest out, my butt's out all the time. So mm-hmm. I have like my, yeah, I've got that ghetto booty, so to speak. Yeah, <laughs> girls, uh, all yeah, girls yeah, yeah. Have. That's yeah. A, a lot of girls will be jealous, right? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, I had that on a regular basis and I, I just thought, okay, maybe this is not for me. And as I noticed that I was aging, I just thought maybe it's time for me to pick up a new hobby, which is And you jiu-jitsu. notice this because of strong men training that, you, that things were not working out in terms of your, 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 your hip and back? I get to that obsessive and addictive state. Right. And I start pushing weight or I start pushing or pulling weight more than what I was capable of. And then there's that flow again. There was times where I was squatting 180 kilos. Now, bear in mind, I'm a, five, I'm a guy that's 5'3". Can you do that now? I can't do that now. Yeah. But if, I, if things are right, if things align, yeah, yeah. I, I can get back to that. I was squatting 180. I was deadlifting 200. I was bench pressing 140 kilos. I was doing 100 kilos, 20 reps. Because I was at that flow. I had the different switch in my brain. You guys ever heard of the 40-60 rule? Uh, for not, not the 40-60. No, 40, uh, yeah. We actually operate on 80-20. <laughs> <laughs> so the 40-60 rule is something that I, fe- like I, th- I knew about it. But it was confirmed later on by a guy named David Goggins. And if you ever hey, know. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. just finished his uh, audio book. He's a beast. So you know, if, if in the book, he talks about the 40-60 rule. Okay. When you enter the 4060 rule, you enter flow state. All right. What 40, if anybody doesn't know what 4060 rule is, this the brain will only allow you to operate at 40% capacity because the brain's main function is to keep you safe. But your body is capable of 60% more. What you got to do is you got to do an override on that. Now, if anybody has a new car, if, if you have a new car, you have probably what's called a limiter, right? Where it keep, keeps limiting you. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah. yeah. Now, currently your brain has a 40% limiter, all right? 
I was able to breach that on a regular basis because I was obsessed. And that, that's the addictive sort that's of mindset. That's the addic- correct. Yeah, yeah. You know how I said, if, and if, if, you're, if, you're, if you're in a bad addiction right now and you're just caught up in that, I want you to think about your point A to point B getting that drug. You can apply that in anything in your life. But you got to create the premise of you motivating, uh, getting motivated to get to that goddamn goal. The same way as you wanted that goddamn cocaine or drug or whatever the fuck you want with that. All right. Now, anybody that's, that, that gets to that breaches the 40-60 rule on a regular basis. Your brain is actually capable of much, much more than you think. It's, it's actually one... Um it's a message that a lot of like motivational sort of uh, entities or podcasts or like sort of like shows or YouTube channels mm. would talk about that. It's, it's like that? that your brain is capable of so much more. It's uncharted territory. Yeah. You yeah. don't know. Now, I talked about how my brain was not functioning well. I didn't know for a very long time that I could learn things a certain way. I'm now in IT. I didn't fucking know how to be in IT. I know now systems that I never thought I would. You know, I can be in a computer, work a system, and learn about a new system relating to how that system is actually integral to making things work in a company. You know, when you learn that difficulty, all of a sudden you get into a flow. Okay, so um, how long have you been with your company now? I've been in company for a year. Are you, are you still in sales or are you moved on to like a I'm sort of a, like a sysadmin or something like that? It, it's, I'm, I'm the state coordinator mm, okay. for New South Wales, which is, which is cool. And I never thought that I would get there, but it, it's, it's cool to see. I don't know where I'm going with it, but it's nice. Now, let me go back to this thing with flow because it really is an obsession of mine. Um, like I said, I didn't know I was able to do the things that I was able to do. Um, as I did more research on it, I noticed that this flow stems from everything and anything. In, in, in Hindu, it's called moksha. It, okay. Yeah. It's, uh, now, Steve Kotler, who, uh, has been, um, who wrote the book um, Rise of Superman, he talks about flow quite a bit. And that actually comes from uh, this... Um, guy from, uh, I think he's from the Soviet Union. His name is um, Lev Vyotsky, uh, Vyotsky, and he came up with the, uh, he coined the term zone of proximal development, which is also known as the zone, which is also known as the flow state. But all it is when you really break, break it down is you breaking the 40-60 rule, going back to that. So uh, I just want to sort of connect yeah. things back from, you know, we're taking it back to yeah. when you got off the bridge. Yeah. It, it, it didn't seem like there was so much willpower. It's just a, a switch in your mindset. Indeed. Indeed. Um, maybe, and, 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 and likewise yeah, as well with your, when you decided to never touch drug or cocaine yeah. again. Yeah. It wasn't like, Oh, I'm never going to touch it again. It's yeah. not like you just told yourself. It's like a, a switch. Something I, just I, happened. I can't say it, it really is a switch. Um, it, I would say it's almost something inside you. Right. I, I, talk, I, I talked about this one. I mean, I mean not, not, in, not a switch in the sense that you flick it on yourself. Yeah. It's more like it just happened and now you're in a different path. I'm in a different path. Yeah. So I talked about this black wolf, white wolf thing. Let me, let me, Level up a little bit onto this. Okay. 
All right. And I found this from um, from Jordan Peterson. And if you're familiar I'm, I'm aware, with yeah. Jordan Peterson, he wrote a book called uh, 12 Rules for Life. I, I, to be honest, I, I couldn't get through. You couldn't get through I couldn't it? get through it. I no. finished it, man. I, I, I loved it. it. Yeah. Now, he talks about Socrates. Okay. Yep. And uh, there's this story about Socrates, um, about how Socrates has this thing called the daemon. Okay. Now, the daemon is essentially is what the internal voice is. And he listens to it on a regular basis. And the internal voice doesn't tell him what to do. It tells him what not to do. Now, this internal voice essentially guided him through a lot of things to the point that he was deemed as the wisest man. In, he, he, he was considered by the Delphian Oracle as the wisest man. When Socrates was at the peak of his power, so to speak, he was influencing the youth. And as he was influencing the youth, um, Greece, the whole of Greece viewed it as something negative. So they went and they said to him, you know what, man, um, you're not right. We're condemning you to death. You got six months. You're, they didn't put him in shackles. They gave him free will. And he goes, if you don't leave here in six months, we're going to kill you. And he consulted his daemon. And this daemon told him, don't leave. And he fought his internal voice. And he was like, uh, but they're going to kill me. Yeah, but don't leave. And so he didn't. And he got put to death. But he remains immortal. Now, that resonated with me for a very long time, especially when, a, when, when I decided to kind of come back here. I started listening to this voice in my head. Maybe it was the same voice that pulled me off the bridge. Maybe it was that to kind of lead me through a better path, you know? I don't know. But every now and again, that when I feel troubled, I, con I ask myself honest questions. And I listen to what my internal voice tells me. And I ask it, what should I do? But it also tells me what not to do. And then I follow that path. Mm. So is it safe to say, from what I can be hearing, is that... Yeah. Uh, your escape rope, if we talk talking to the theme of this podcast, yep. your escape rope is to constantly giving it your 100% in everything that you do just to get away from that demon uh, that haunts your past. That demon and that black wolf will always be there. Yeah, of course. It will always be there. But what I noticed is when I enter 40, 60 in anything and everything in my life, mm -hmm. I'm living my best fucking life. Yeah, so it means like you get, you, you get to be the best and also get away from that black wolf uh, that you always have yeah. within you. Um, I always want to be better, I, as with anybody. If, if you're motivated to be the best, of course. I'm not saying I am, but I want to be. I just, that, that's, that's what motivates me now. And I notice that when you have a goal, and especially if you kind of take on that responsibility for yourself and you breach that 40-60, things become meaningful. So how, how, how does one sort of break that 40%? 40%. So your brain will always tell you what not to do, right? I keep yes. going on about yeah. that. So that's, let's, that's true. <laughs> yeah. So for example, we're, we're all jiu-jitsu jiu practitioners. All right. You're in the middle of, of uh, a good role with somebody. Then you noticed you're tired. You looked at the clock and you've only, you've only been one minute into the role. <laughs> We've all been there. Yeah. And you don't know if you're going to freaking win, right? 
But well, I'll, winning is not even a. It's, it's not a survival. Even, yeah, yeah, it's a survival. But then all of a sudden you see that opening. Then all of a sudden, make things make make sense to you, and you breach that. And then all of a sudden, you're capable of what you can. To answer your question, it's you defeating all those things in your brain. It's right. almost like looking for that opportunity and then really just going for, going it. for it and then finding the next Correct. thing and you just keep going until Correct. you get past your 40%. Yes. Now, I have a habit. I can see here the love Jocko. I'm a four o'clock person. <laughs> you noticed that. Oh, I love Jocko. I have to, I have to mention that. He, he, I, I know, you made, made that. that. I know. Yeah. I, I it's it's <laughs> oh, beautiful. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was actually going to go, hey man, hook me up. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I'm telling you, he's an yeah, artist. Yeah, he's yeah, an yeah. artist that he doesn't know it yet. Like, I want Ron to make more of this sort of art for people, right? Look, like I said, we're capable of much, much more. All right? Once upon a time, if, if you say, no, nah, I'm too old for this shit. No, you are. All right? Once upon a time, you were crawling and now you can, you can run. You couldn't drive at one point. Now you can drive. You couldn't read at one point. Now you can read. Right? You're all of a sudden, you know, like back in the day, you didn't know that you're capable of doing a podcast. Now here you are. You're doing a podcast. That's, right? a, that's a very, very funny one. Like we just decided. You just wanted, decided. Right? The same, we, we were yeah, talking, yeah. like Ron and I were talking a lot about podcasting and the podcasts we like. And they just wanted us like, hey, let's start one. Well, there, there was that, that inner voice to tell me, don't, don't, don't start podcasts. It's Correct. not, you, you, you're not a podcaster. People don't want to listen I, to you. Look, listen, you don't label yourself as a podcaster. You know, like you're, you just want to do this for the sake of doing this. Now, I, I think that's really how I, I got around to, to, to um, doing this. It's yeah. more, it's less about what, what I am, just doing what I want to do. Let, let's put it this way, right? We're in a beautiful apartment, your apartment at that. It's a beautiful Saturday night. I look outside. It's the Iron Cove Bridge. It's beautiful weather. All right. Um, life is fucking good right now. <laughs> Isn't I, mean, it? I, I can't really complain about anything. To be life honest. is fucking good right now. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. When, when you're, and we're, we're having a conversation. All right. Right now, us three here, we're going through a bit of a flow state, whether you believe it or not. We're going through what we call collective flow. Mm. Collective flow can be found. It can be found anywhere. Mm. Now you know if in, in collective flow, it's a give or take. Right now, we're having a give or take of ideas. I'm open to your ideas. I'm open to your thoughts. You know, I, I'm sharing a piece of who I am, or more who I am, and telling you the truth of what has happened to me. And we're both. We're, we're and anybody that's listening, man, mm. you're you're in the same thing. You, we're all in flow right now. Yeah. You asked me a while ago, do you experience it? Yeah. Right now you're experiencing it. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's one I'm, that's one thing I'm actually quite surprised about you. Um it's it's just the fact that you're so comfortable in talking about all these uh, all these negative things that happened in your past, you know? Now, the reason why I'm able to kind of talk about what I talk about because one, it's the truth. If I told you a lie, yeah, you know, uh, then I'm back to pretending I am uh, I'm somebody who I'm not. Yeah, especially right. in especially in this medium where it's going out to the world, it's right? It's kind of hard to 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 lie. Yeah, don't you think? Yeah, but why should I lie? There's no point because if you lie on a regular basis, right, then mm. you don't get to your final destination or your final goal. You can't fake a win. I just got my blue belt recently. How long ago was that? That was in uh, I I, ever since December. Because yeah. I, when, I, when I first met you, we rolled together. But yeah. like, I've, I've already seen you with your blue belt. 
I got it December of last year. Oh, nice. I think I can't remember now. I think so. Yeah. Um, if I wore a blue belt without being given a blue belt, with me pretending to be a blue belt, I, uh, it didn't, doesn't feel right, man. You know, you it doesn't you feel. Earn it, you know, no, it doesn't feel right. You know, and also, I love what Jason, Jason, their um, our coach, yeah, coach, Asante. He always says the mats don't lie. Ooh, that's the a good one. Don't lie. That's a good one. And uh, since I've taken up jujitsu, this is now a jujitsu rabbit hole. Um, I've been able to really get the best out of myself. I noticed during that dark time of my life, I was playing that imposter syndrome, thinking that, you know, fake it till you make it. That didn't really work out well. Mm-hmm. When I came here into Australia, I'm like, this is who I am. This is both my good sides and my bad sides. I can improve. I can improve in so many ways. I, I, now that I know how bad I can be, how good can I get? Mm-hmm. And that's where my positive escape rope goes in. And this is where I tie everything in together. That is now where, you know, like, it's not about me trying to escape anymore. It's me trying to climb that rope to become a better version of myself. Mm-hmm. And that to me is what, what makes life good. Mm. Is, is there an aspect of, um, you, you said before that, so there's a lot of, different ways you can improve yourself. Absolutely. But, you know, you only have so much time in the day, so much, so much effort you can put towards different ways to go to improve yourself. Do you think part of it is also just finding that, you know, two or three things that you really can put your time and effort towards and really go with it? It really depends, all right? It really depends. Uh, it, I remembered when I was in Sweden and um, when things were not going well, and when you're depressed, and anybody that's depressed can relate to this, when you're so low, you don't know how to get up, that it becomes, in your mind, it becomes an infinity loop of negative thoughts. And you recycle those thoughts, and you rewatch them in your head. And as they go through your thought process on a regular basis, they almost get amplified each time they go up. And then that causes you right. to be immobile. Yeah. yeah. Some mm. of, if, if you're listening and this relates to you, you know it's true because I've been there. And so, is, I, yeah, think, I think that's also why it's very hard for um, you know, people who don't deal with that. Yeah. Very hard for us to understand sure. what, what, what that's like. You yeah. Know, when, when you know, we're, we're depressed, yeah. we're like, okay, we'll just, I'll just do something that makes myself feel better. But then- I guess for people who are depressed, they only have like, they can only get to a certain. You can only get bar. to that threshold. But what I noticed is when you start focusing on what you want to do, I had to ask myself the honest question. And it began with, how the fuck am I going to get out of this bed? It is now 11 o'clock in the morning. I still haven't got out of bed. I'm stuck here. I, I need to be productive. I've called, I've canceled my whole day. Because the night before I was just high of cocaine, what the fuck do I do now? Ask myself that honest question. Then that voice goes in is you can always work out and get that good pump in your body. And then I just followed that. Then from there, I remembered as well, other than that, you know, that epiphany where I made the decision, okay, no more cocaine. I had this thought process where I'm just like, okay, maybe if I just focus on one positive thing, that would make my day. That would make my week. 
And then I noticed, like, okay, I have control over this. Maybe I can focus on other things that make myself positive other than getting myself pumped. Can I share a bit of a, of a yeah, worry? Yeah, sure, of course. Uh, I'm, I'm worried, right? What are you I'm worried about? that you're, you're saying that you had like such a hardship back then yeah. where you, had, you got out of your, your depression yeah. because of like that focus that you had in getting better and getting something to, 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 to achieve something else. Yep. Right? I'm worried that other people might not have that sort of like uh, switch where you can just flick it on, uh, on and be like, all right, let's go 100% this way as opposed to like, you know, scaling back and, sure. and staying that infi- in, in that infinity loop that you mentioned before. Sure. So we're all different and we all have different switches and triggers. Mm. All right. I'm not saying that mine, follow mine, mine is the best. No, the, what I'm saying is my own experiences. I'm only sharing what I'm sharing because it worked for me. I'm not saying that I'm completely recovered because I don't think I'm ever recovered in anything because I've now come to the realization that it is what it is. I feel, I feel, like, I feel like that that's, that mindset that it is what it is, that gray area is something that you can only achieve with experience and age, right? Uh, I've come to terms with seeing that thinking in black and white is yeah. bad. Not necessarily, isn't it? Because like, I, I feel not like if, if you're a cop, <laughs> <laughs> bro. You went there. You went there. Not, uh, not if you're a criminal lawyer. Mm. No, but like, what I'm, I'm what I'm trying to say is like, it's very dangerous to think of one way or the other, because ah. if you if you're very extreme in one direction, you might be missing out of what might be good in the other uh, direction. I that one I agree with you. With you can't be caught up with your own ideology. Yeah, one has to be open minded about everything. Um, beautiful analogy that I'll never forget uh, from Jason, our coach, because I've, I've, I've spent a lot of time with Jason. He's cool. I, I, I love yeah. the guy. And I remembered the first year that uh, I was with, with them as a student, as a white belt. And he goes, I want you to think about your mind as a parachute. I said, all right, cool. Now, imagine you're descending from a plane and you're trying to figure out a problem and the problem is you're about to hit the ground. Mm -hmm. Now, if your parachute stays closed like your mind, you're going to hit the ground really hard and you're not going to recover possibly. However, if you keep yourself open like that parachute, you figure out where to land and you'll know how to land. I'll never forget that. You you, You probably break a bone here and there, but you'll survive. Depending. (laughs) But the premise of the analogy is always keep an open mind in anything and everything rather than being that black and white. But it does work in certain things. Everything is good, just depends on the context of the situation. Right, right. You know, for example, it's bad to kill, but if your family is in danger and you've got somebody that is about to kill you, you got to fucking kill, man. Yeah, so that's there, there is the gray area again, right? Yeah. But it depends on the situation, mm. but going back to it is what it is. Yeah. Now, you mentioned Jason a lot. Right? Yeah. Because obviously the reason why we, we started talking in the first place is we both share our love of podcasting. Yep. And you're a podcaster yourself. Yes. Not to throw around labels, but yep. uh, it is what it is. It is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> now, tell me a little bit about um, the three boxes. The three box. Okay. So the three boxes, interesting. The three box essentially is 
bunch of Filipino guys coming from the same generation. We're both. Uh, we're all coming from the '80s. We're all '80s children. So that's Darius, yourself, myself. Uh, we have Dev, and also we have Miguel. Miguel, because Darius comes in and out, and Miguel comes in and out. Oh, I have actually I haven't heard from Miguel. Yeah, yeah. so right. we're currently in a bit of hiatus, uh, simply because of the Corona. We're, we're in Corona times, and we work quite well in the studio. So every now and again, we drop a podcast on. Have you have you figured uh, have you figured out why to, uh, a way to to do a remote podcast we, we, we've been doing it but uh, i could say that it, it as with anything it's work in progress it's not the same as we were in the studio such yeah as i mean it's a, it's a different vibe it's a different vibe because yeah. we're not like right now you know how i kept going on about collective flow you yeah. don't have that collective flow there's a bit of a disconnect it. you yeah, do it through zoom or that's right phone. correct yeah. and me coming from sweden i need to see reactions because i can read body language now, going back to the three box, bunch of guys coming from the 80s, 90s, we talk about goddamn everything. We talk about conspiracy theories. <laughs> we talk about, well, there, there is his specialty with girls and goddamn what the fuck he does, you know? Special. So, and then we got Miguel, who loves the es- esoteric stuff. He's a, he's a creative. And then you got myself, who's, who's into need. I love psychology. I, it's something that. So yeah. how, how much yeah. um, sort of preparation do you have to do for that? Me? On, on well, that, I mean, generally. The, the beautiful thing about our podcast is we're a bunch of personalities coming together with our experiences and also what we know about everything. Because the things that I talk about with you guys, again, this is all truth. And these are just things I hear, I, I, I listen to, I read, you know, I'm quite well informed. I, I enjoy this. So I'm coming in as me in everything and anything. No preparation whatsoever. It is what it is. You know what? You know what's funny? Like you mentioned that I've, I've actually, we never really thought of uh, the escape rope as something that, that there's the dark side of the escape rope, right, Ron? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, when, when, when you asked me what I thought the escape rope was and I, and I sort of randomly thought about drinking, that was the first time I thought about a negative yeah. escape rope. Yeah. Because yeah. I always thought about it as something Oh. as a positive thing for people to to use yeah but you, you know like you mentioned you your escape rope back in you know sweden yeah. was um was was drugs yeah um and you know you've since sort of you know put that away and found oh. another escape rope I, I can't say i put it away the mere fact that i talked about it it's not put away i, I put yeah, away yeah. as in you don't feed that i don't feed the black wolf, wolf anymore that's uh that comes back to sort of self-analyzing so, something yeah, ha- yeah something self-actualization ha- i would say self-actualization yeah. self-awareness correct all that stuff like that's some that's a theme that actually popped out to me when i talk when we're actually talking to you or throughout this podcast like for each step of the way there was a moment that you always had to return back to yourself and ask you uh, and, and basically ask the hard questions correct right so I th- I think that's that's one of the important points uh, yeah. for anyone that's listening to this podcast, this particular episode, that to take away, well, uh, to always question yourself and actually ask those questions uh, that would lead you to a, a character building or a a sort of success. Uh, let me add one to that. Go ahead. Um, let let me expand on that. So we talked about cause and effect, and also we, I I like what you just mentioned there. All right. But what if you, you started thinking in this term, which I learned again from your linguistic programming, that there's no such thing as failure, only feedback. That, I think that took a while. 
for me to um, sort of put that into context. Because failures, it, it, it's in sort of everyone's life. Everyone sees it as a failure. People classify and label things as failures. Yeah. And if you do that thing, then you've failed. So to, to sort of move on from that, the word failure and the concept of failure is, I think, very difficult for a lot of people. It's still difficult for me. Yeah. I struggle with that goddamn thing. I struggle with it when I get submitted. <laughs> failure is, um, to, to, to look at failure as the end or be all, you know, that's, that's the end. That's the result. That's something that, um, you know, Fung talked about, about living in the results. You, you can live uh, through the results, but all right, you, you can, but it, it can be quite shallow. All right. Yeah, like you don't want to live in just the results. Yeah. So let me paint an analogy. Okay. You go to school. When you go to school, you're, you're excited to finish the year. Yes. Then you go into high school. You finish high school. Even when you're, you're going, you're 17. Oh, I can't wait till I get fucking 18. You get to 18. Okay. You're 18 now. So what? All right. You go, you go, so to, true. You, you go to college or you go to university. You go, I can't wait till I fucking finish this. You get there. And you're, you're graduated, what next? You, you, you look for a job, you think you've got the job, but then once you get to the job, it presents you with a new challenge. You're like, oh shit. Look, there's always something. Why not just enjoy the fucking process? You know, why not just go, hey, this is something that is creating my life. This is something, maybe there's no such thing as an escape room. Maybe we just see escape ropes because it's convenient for our brain. The same way as we see success as success. Maybe there's more success in you realizing that there's learning in your failure. Uh, just, just, to put out there, <laughs> just to put it out there, the escape rope does exist. This is what we're talking on right now. <laughs> no, no, hey, hey, hey. The, the podcast yeah, exists. The podcast exists. But, but no, but let me, let me put it this way. Maybe the purpose of this podcast is to really... Is to really um, investigate and find out exactly what the many escape ropes of human beings are. I just talked about my escape ropes from both the positive and the negative. Uh, so I kind of want to talk about this. Um, oh, I got you guys going. <laughs> the, the, the escape rope yeah, uh, yeah, concept. Yeah. Yes. And, you know, for, for us, you know, me and Fung, yeah, um, yeah. the podcast was something that we thought about for a long time. And, sure. And sort of getting to the stage where we were wanted to put it out there, there was a lot of doubt. There was that 40%. 40%. Yes. So, break it. so I, yes. I, I want to sort of think about that 40%. So I'm, I'm sure a lot of, a lot of people, a lot of listeners have a lot of things they wanted to do, but there's always that 40%, 40%. that limits them to, you know, they, they, there's that, that voice to say, yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't do that because yeah. this, this and that. Yeah. Then there's the feel of uh, fear of failure, right? Fear of failure yeah. or fear of, uh, being embarrassed or fear of uh, just just looking bad. Yeah. So I mean, how how does someone who who is uh, who, who is listening and have thoughts about, oh, you know, I, I want to quit my job and go into design or quit my whatever, whatever to do something else I want to do. Yeah. But then they can't, they can't sort of get out of that forty percent. What's what 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 would you say to those people who know what where they want to go, but can't get through that 40% You can't barrier. get through. Okay. So what are you afraid of first and foremost? All right. So um, 
repeat the question because I, I yeah. because you, you said so you, you said some nice things because I want to answer this really good. So, so, sorry, did I miss something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You missed something here. Yeah. So, so the yeah. question was: a lot of people have goals, a lot of people have uh, dreams, a lot of people have things they want to do, but there's always that forty percent that they can't they can't break through to get to that sixty percent to really give all the effort towards that goal. And and for us, um, you know, the fact that we sort of recorded, you know, all these all these episodes, but sure. we never we never sort of um, you know got it out there until yeah. like four or five months later, because there was like a lot of doubt, per- personal doubt for me. Good on you, man. That it wasn't that I didn't think it was good enough. You know, whatever, whatever. Mm. So so mm. the question was like, how how do people who have those those doubts, how do they break out of that 40% and get into that 60%? How would you answer that question? What's your advice? So I, it's not an advice. It's a thought process. It's a mindset, right? Define your fear. Let's begin with that. What is fear? There's what you know and what you don't know. You always fear what you don't know, all right? But define that. What is the definition of fear? What's your definition of fear, Ron? I mean, for me, I think personally, it's probably... Embarrassment is a is a real fear of mine. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Fair enough. What's your what's your definition of fear, Fong? That's an interesting question for me. It's mo- most likely. It's most. In, in, if you're gonna be asked, if I'm gonna ask, uh, sorry, answer that question. Yeah. It's mostly the fact that I am not gonna create any stories for myself. Okay. Great. Because uh, essentially, what you are is a story. When you really think about it, it's the story that. You're writing a story right now, right here, right now. Now, to answer your question, I said, define your fear. What is fear? Fear is this. Fear essentially is your brain assumes that the current environment or situation that you are in is unfamiliar to you, and it is something that has occurred in your life that you have not yet figured out. Fear of the unknown. So... What are you afraid of? You don't, you, you're afraid of what you don't know. How do you get there? You got to take that first step. The first step is always the hardest. Now, going back to Jocko, four o'clock in the morning is fucking hard to get up. <laughs> oh, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm see, still did, trying to get there. Yeah, yeah, did you yeah. see how he posted that uh, I woke up at 6.30 yeah, today? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, ah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he goes back into it. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I get up at four. I, I train oh, at really? four. Yeah, yeah, I get up at four. Because I shut my brain off. Everybody that gets up at four, especially now it's cold, right? And you're you're laying down and it's nice and comfy, and then your your uh, alarm clock goes. Sorry, just before you yeah, yeah, continue. Okay. Yeah. What time do you go to, uh, to sleep? Ten o'clock. Ten o'clock. Yeah. 10 Every o'clock. night. Uh, I'm not perfect, you know. Sometimes I, yeah. I I have my little bit escape and I play my PlayStation Four <laughs> and, <laughs> and do a bit of Borderlands Three. <laughs> Fuck yes. Okay. Uh, anyway, so, so four o'clock. Yeah, like, four o'clock. No matter the time. Four yeah, o'clock. Yeah. So let me go back to that. Yeah. So four o'clock. Not not all the time. I have my my good days and my bad days. Sure. All right. As with everybody. But when I decide, I'm gonna fucking get up at four and I'm gonna train. All right. Now. Your subconscious, you're, you're both the conscious brain and the subconscious brain. Your conscious brain essentially is the things that you consciously do. For example, when you decided, I need to go to the toilet, that's your conscious brain going. But then you walk to the toilet, you already know how to get there. That's your subconscious. The same way your subconscious is constantly you know, uh, functioning for you when you're breathing, when you're digesting. That's your subconscious brain in effect. 
Now, when you get everything right, especially at four o'clock in the morning, you don't need an alarm clock. I wake up without an alarm clock because my brain's just like, get the fuck up right now. You got to fucking train. You know why? Because if you don't fucking train, you're going to be a weak motherfucker. Remember those times when you got bullied? Yeah. Yeah. How much did that fucking hurt? Yeah. It, it hurts like a motherfucker. Do you want to be that weak shit? No. Get the fuck up. Pick up those weights. Get your coffee. Get that into your system. Warm up. Get into that process. Just, just go into that. You know, just you know start, how you ask me. Yeah, just, just start. start. Yeah. You know how you ask me how do you get back to forty percent? Defeat that motherfucker in your brain. Defeat that inner bitch. Because again, that's your forty percent in your brain telling you, uh huh, no, it's so hard. Oh, I can't but, get but up. That, that, that's the the hardest thing, right? But what happens when you what happens when you break it? What if that is what it is? You think about the goal. You think about how that would make you feel. The same way I wake up at four o'clock in the morning going, when you're done with this workout, you will be better than who you were yesterday. You will be a strong motherfucker. And when you get on the mats, doesn't matter, big or small, you'll get them. And if you don't, it's a learning experience and it's all good because it is what it is. Awesome. Awesome. So, look, I... Uh... <laughs> This, this was an amazing podcast, man. Oh, is like, it? Like, we're going to have to wrap yeah, it up. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's two hours. Yeah, I mean, we, we can keep going for a, for a long time, but yeah, I think yeah, you, you do you're, have to You're welcome this. to come back. Like, do you, did you enjoy the experience? Of did you guys here? enjoy what oh, I got? No, no, it <laughs> did you guys freaking, like it? It was a story. It was a story, mate. It blew my mind for sure. Yeah. 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 I, all right. I'm glad. And we would love, like, when the corona times are over, we would love to have you guys in the three box. And uh, uh, If you don't mind, <laughs> if you don't mind, man. We'll I would love to have you guys there. Generally, I don't indulge in conspiracy theories but for on, this on, moment for that I, I i would by ron we would love i would love to pick your brain very interesting you know? so yeah, yeah before we go man like yeah. where can people find the three box just on youtube and uh eventually we're gonna branch out you know we're trying to what our objective is is we're trying to create good conversations mm -hmm. because right now especially with the corona times and especially with technology we don't indulge in good conversations and that's our, unfortunate isn't yeah, it yeah absolutely right now we're having a great conversation. I love it. We're, you know, we're going back to primitive times where we imagine there, there's a campfire and a bonfire, you know, and we're, 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 this is the basis of civilization in itself, conversation. Hmm. Because what happens when you get into a good conversation, you get information. And what happens essentially when you have information, when you break down the word information, it puts you in formation with the world woo, woo. i am sorry but i'm gonna have, i'm gonna have to end it there there's nothing you can add any more than that to no, that was too good, good. Yeah. that was a good one that was too good so look that was eric manalo uh you guys can find him through three box the three box on youtube Indeed. right so we'll have all the information on the show notes uh yeah. we'll link you link you there and guys i hope you guys enjoyed the the the, the conversation and uh, what we say in the, um, in the three box, uh, and I'm going to end it also with the escape, romp, uh, escape rope, we always say, bock on. And uh, this is Eric saying, ciao from the escape rope. And uh, go with that rope and climb yourself up to success. Don't feed that black wolf and escape using that rope against your neck. It ain't worth it. I know because I've been there. Love you guys. All right, guys. Have a good one. Thank you. Thank you.